and welcome everybody to episode 100 100 of the regression of the mean podcast i am your host sean moran joining me today as always are my good friends my co-hosts keegan thompson and aiden holler guys i cannot believe this is episode 100 this is nuts keegan how are you doing man a hundred episodes in sean i feel like i can remember last year week one you're like hey uh do you want to maybe just talk about the games like we just record casual like i just started this like podcast thing and you know it'd be cool if i had somebody else to talk ball with and i'm like yeah and then you're like that was great like do you want to talk about waivers this week i'm like yeah <laughs> here we are a hundred episodes later we've added a third mean member since the journey has started and wow i mean time flies time it freaking really flies does. aiden how you doing man 100 episodes how how neat is that just just three lads talking ball the mean <laughs> team roasting our decisions having fun on twitter having fun on youtube man what what a fun ride it's been and it really just feels like we're just getting started we're just getting started before we know it we'll be talking like draft coverage in april for episode 200 and it'll be like wow i can't believe here we are again so yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's it it's been a fun ride but yeah no it really just feels like this is that like this is chapter one so man no i'm Having a blast. What a good time. On today's episode, we have our week seven rankings, but it is our 100th episode. Um, you heard it here from these two amazing partners, my my co-hosts, my just some of my best friends in the world. I'm going to get emotional thinking about it, but I, I love this project. I love doing this three times a week. I love being a giant nerd. I love doing this with some of my best friends, and I love doing it with you our our followers our subscribers the people that listen you guys have no idea how much joy and happiness this project talking ball has meant to me and how much purpose it's given in my life so thank you everybody we are we are small potatoes we are we are like very we're a a drop in the ocean we are so (laughs) tiny we're a blip on the radar everyone that's involved with us now you have no idea how much this means to us, seriously. Like the fact that you want to spend an hour to three hours of your life with us every single week while we make vague sexual references to regress in our means and we dunk on each other about spoiled milk. It is um it's insane. But thank you. Thank you for being a part of it. We really and thank you too for just being the best to work with. So one hundred episodes, guys. I'm uh, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling sweaty. It wouldn't be a recording without me being a little sweaty. But um, we've uh, we've got a podcast. <laughs> we've got it, and I've got a little glass to celebrate. Um, we have our week seven rankings. We've got to sort through six teams on a bye this week. We got to deal with some pretty bad running back injuries. So you know this is going to impact wide receiver performance. But first, today's episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Fantasy drafts might be over, but you can still put your knowledge to the test and win cash prizes on Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy now has an exclusive offer for new customers. Not only will they double your deposit up to $100, they are offering a mystery pick'em special when you sign up using promo code RTM. Our format here is simple. I have ranked the top 42 running backs this week, and I have broken them into tiers. As I go through each running back, Keegan and Aiden are going to give their thoughts on some of the guys they are starting or avoiding this week. 
Feel free to drop your start sit questions in the comments and you can find the link to our rankings in the description of this video below. But before diving in, we want to thank you for supporting the Regression of the Mean podcast. We appreciate you listening and being a part of the Mean team. If you haven't had a chance, we'd really love it if you could go ahead and hit the subscribe button, like this video, and drop any of your questions in the comments below. We are marching towards our goal of 1,000 subscribers before the end of the season, and we appreciate you tagging along. Aiden, Keegan, you ready to do this? Let's rock and roll. Let's share the screen. And then if you want to know about wide receivers this week, you can reference our feed. We have plenty of information here on wide receivers as well. So starting things off, I'm going to go through the top 10 plays at running back here, give my thoughts on each matchup, and these guys are going to give their thoughts as well. So the number one play at running back this week, Austin Eckler. Number two, Kenneth Walker. Number three, Josh Jacobs. Number four, Saquon Barkley. Number five, DeAndre Swift. Number six, Travis Etienne. Number seven, Aaron Jones. Number eight, Alvin Kamara. Number nine, Raheem Mostert. Number 10, Bijan Robinson. So Austin Eckler, KC's been pretty good against the run, but he has elite volume in the pass and run game. Kenneth Walker, this is probably the highest Kenneth Walker's ever been ranked as a starter. Uh, Arizona's run defense is awful, and K-9's volume and efficiency are top tier. Josh Jacobs at running back three, no competition for touches. He's in a positive game script against a bad run defense. I'm sorry, Aiden. I'm sorry. It's just the truth. It's just the truth, Aiden. Uh, running back hey, four good, here We're is Saquon Barkley matching up against the Washington defense. Out of this group of 10, Saquon is by far and away the most aggressive player that I have ranked. I have him five spots ahead of expert consensus ranking. He has the highest expected fantasy points. He had the highest expected fantasy points in week six coming off a high ankle sprain. I expect him to be healthier, and I expect him to get an absurd amount of touches in volume against an average run defense. Coming in at five, DeAndre Swift, minus two against expert consensus rankings. Don't look now, but DeAndre Swift has a 12% target share. I thought mobile quarterbacks don't target running backs, right? I thought that's not, they don't do that, right? What if what if they're actually worth targeting, unlike Miles Dustball Sanders? Uh, the game environment Ooh, calls for a shout-out. Um, again, I'm sweating. I'm a little you know, tipsy. I'm throwing strays to Miles Sanders. Uh, Miami is beatable on the ground. I like DeAndre Swift this week as a top-five play. Travis Etienne at six, Aaron Jones at seven. So this is another one that I have super high against expert consensus rankings. He's healthy. He's coming out of a bye, and he's going up against, by far and away, the worst rush defense in the NFL in the Denver Broncos. Wheels up for Aaron Jones. Alvin Kamara here at eight, the PPR merchant. Uh, number nine, oh, I have God. Raheem Mostert. So Raheem Mostert's been the best pick in fantasy so far this year. I expect Jeff Wilson to get some carries and eat into his some of his, you know, attempt share, but he's locked and loaded RB1 facing off against the rush defense. That's that's really been hard to go up against. They smother running backs. So he has really good usage, really good efficiency. The game script and pass work may help him hit home, but it's a tough matchup. And then I have Bijan here at number 10 against Tampa Bay. So he has top 10 fantasy usage. Even with splitting goal line carries with Algier, he has a 15% target share. This is the stuff dreams are made of. It's a tough matchup against Tampa Bay, though. So I'll take a pause here. Those are the top 10. Any thoughts, gentlemen? I've got one I really like and one that I'm a little skeptical on. Keegan, how many you got in here before I... Uh, should I go over both of mine? 
I don't have, uh, there's a player in the next one I'll talk about, but just like quick notes on some of the things that Sean was saying, like Swift, yeah. I think, you know, absolutely correct. Like another smash spot, uh, you know, offenses facing Miami are running the ball at the highest clip in the NFL right now. Like that is definitely a good opportunity for Swift again, pass catching roles, incredible 11% of targets and four of his last five games. They allowed 106 yards, 106 yards to the Panthers last week. Miami did. I mean, this is. I think Swift is an absolute top five play for sure. And then also, I just want to know, like, why so low as a collective on Raheem Mostert this week? I, I have view him as a top four play mm -hmm. until proven otherwise. I get it. The defensive matchup's not great. But, like, this is Mike McDaniel we're talking about who's constantly scheming up his guys to succeed in areas where maybe we don't think that necessarily good of a matchup. Like, I think McDaniel's just been so on his game this year. All it takes is two of those goofy red zone pass looks for Raheem Mostert and then boom he's riding off of the sunset as like a top five play this week I think he deserves to be me for me personally a top five running back play this week I don't know guys are guys are uh, running backs have only rushed for 302 yep. yards this season on uh yeah. on the Eagles it's they just they've been really good against the run and the volume you never know is Jeff Wilson gonna get in there is Solomon Ahmed gonna get in there are we gonna get some Tyree kill out of the backfield like I, I love Raheem Everyone who follows this podcast knows that I love Raheem Mostert. It just it's a tough matchup, so that's why I hit the downgrade. That's really it. Nothing against yeah. him. Yeah. I I had a couple more notes on Mostert too. It's just a brutal matchup. Um yeah, the Eagles have barely given up 14 points a game to the running back position. So just under 50 yards a game and two total touchdowns on the ground. I know it's the Dolphins, but it's still pretty concerning. I also just think it's interesting, like his split of points between like his three monster weeks and his three just kind of like pedestrian weeks, weeks two, three, and six, he averaged 35 points a game. Weeks one, four, and five was just over 11. So he's absolutely been a steal. I'm not, you know, taking that away from him at all. But, you know, with, uh, with Jeff Wilson coming back, a tough matchup. Philly gives up the six most amount of points to wide receivers too, just over 40 points a game. I see them doing most of their damage through the air. So I'm a little skeptical with Raheem Mostert. I think he's probably right around the right spot. Yeah. Like I wouldn't move him by any means. He's obviously still being started, but you know, it's a tough matchup. It's a really tough matchup. Um, so I think there's a lot of forces against him this week there. Nothing against him. And I, I know you had another guy you wanted to shout out to Aiden in the, in the yeah. top five, right? Oh, uh, I just want to say I love Kenneth Walker this week, dude. What an absolute dream matchup for him. For those that kind of gamble on him, like he's already been awesome. He's running back 10 on the year. Arizona's given up the third most amount of points to running back positions on the year. So they're absolutely getting gashed. Kyron just averaged eight yards a carry, 160 Get well, yards. King. Get well. Get well. Yeah. King. Three out of the last four rushers against the Arizona offense have gone for over 100 yards. The other one was Joe Mixon with 81, so not bad. Um, Kenneth Walker's still looking for his first 100-yard game on the season, and I'd be willing to bet money that he does it this week. I think it is an absolute awesome matchup for him. His usage is actually only getting better, too. In week three, the snap share got pretty close with him and Sharp. It was 51 to 43, and I think... We were maybe thinking as a collective group, like we're starting to see that shift a little early unexpected. The last two weeks have been 71 to 24 and 76 to 24. So this guy's locked in as a bell cow running back. He's playing downs one, two, and three. Tons of goal line touches. So no, I love him this week. I think running back two is very, very well justified. 
Running back 11, I've got Isaiah Pacheco. Running back 12, Brian Robinson. I'm pretty high on B-Rob this week. Running back 13, Ramondre. Running back 14, James Cook. Running back 15, Jerome Ford. Running back 16, Jameer Gibbs. Running back 17, Jonathan Taylor. Running back 18, Roshan Johnson. Running back 19, Rashad White. And running back 20, Aiden's favorite, Alexander Madison. So uh, Pacheco's got a top 12 fantasy usage role. The Chargers can't stop the run. Game environment projects for points. Pacheco's been really a steal so far this season. He's an (laughs) eight. Keegan's going in to to uh, fix. I don't know if anyone knows. We have three 13s, but... um, um, yeah, I know. I'm trying to help you out here on while the fly. You're going, I'm, I'm so kind of, I'm clear. just, yeah. Thank you, and, and edit it too for people to go through the notes when they're they're going. And we appreciate you, um, Brian Robinson. He's got a good role. He's had really good efficiency so far this season. Giants have given up the third most rushing yards and rushing TDs to running backs this year. I love him in this matchup. Ramondre Stevenson here against the against the Buffalo Bills. He's been a mid range RB two in terms of usage. Buffalo's defense has actually surrendered the twenty third. Yeah, Buffalo's defense has actually surrendered 23 fantasy points per game to running backs this year. It's a good spot for Mondre. At 14 is James Cook. So he has mid-range RB2 level usage, much to the chagrin of this podcast, particularly Aiden and I in our group chat. Um, he's looked really good when they give him the opportunities, but Latavius Murray continues to eat in his touches, and Latavius so Murray annoying. continues to eat into his valuable touches, which is third down, which is the goal line. It's a decent matchup against New England. Let's get James Cook, the ball more. He looks good when he has the rock. At 15, Jerome Ford, I'm expecting a 60-40 split with Kareem Hunt. He looked great against San Francisco. Matchup upgrade versus a Grover Stewartless Colts rush defense. Seven spots ahead of expected expert consensus rankings. I have Jameer Gibbs <laughs> here, here at 16. Montgomery's out. Zonovan Knight's on IR. Craig Reynolds is banged up. Right? He's going up against an average rush, rush defense in the Baltimore Ravens who let big plays go off against Ty J. Spears and big plays go off against King Henry. If it was ever going to happen, this is the absolute smash spot for Jameer Gibbs. Now, he is nursing a hamstring injury. He's been limited in practice, so we'll see. But come on, this is the spot. Like, please, Jameer. 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 Jameer, please. Please, Dan Campbell, let's make this happen. We need this very much for the back. Josh holders. Reynolds, back backfield touches. Incoming. It's Craig Reynolds. How dare you? Um, Jonathan Taylor no, here. No, the Josh Reynolds because Craig Reynolds won't be playing. Oh, dear God. Oh, dude. my God. I think I just died inside. Uh, running back 17, Jonathan Taylor. I'm expecting a 50-50 split with Moss. We saw JT get more share of the backfield than his first game. It's a bad matchup against a stout Cleveland run defense, but I don't really want to rate jt any lower here um the game script could flip to where jt is seeing volume in the past game and we all know with jt we're one play away from hitting pay dirt i've got roshan johnson here at 18 two spots ahead of rankings he's still in concussion protocol he might not exit this so he might be somebody that you can't play this week this is a bad game environment we have backup qbs projected to play on both sides of the ball vegas has been decent against the run he's going to split touches with foreman but I don't know, Badge, T-Bag kind of, Tyler Badgent, T-Bag, Tyson Badgent, T-Bag, the quarterback. He kind of <laughs> seems like a guy that would throw eight passes to Roshan Johnson. That's why I've got Roshan at 18. I've got Rashad White here at 19. Elite usage, 
pretty mid-meh efficiency, tough matchup. Is Rashad White ever going to play a, a bad rush defense? Because all he does is play like the best rush defenses in the league, and he is not. Every week it's like plus plus here, plus plus, tough one here. And he, for like, can we get a bone Hang here? On, can we get a bone here? Because he's not yeah. good enough, and this run game is not good enough to overcome uh, a good ru- a good rush defense. And then at twenty is Alexander Madison, elite usage, meh efficiency, tough matchup it's against generous. an el- elite run defense in a meh game environment. So uh, Matt- Madison and Rashad White are a perfect little duo to hang out right at the fringes of RB2 land. I'll stop there. Those 10 running backs, any thoughts, boys? I don't beg often. Ben Johnson, Dan Campbell, <laughs> wherever you guys are, like there is nobody else to hand the football to if we do not get Jameer Gibbs 15 plus touches this week and get him an RB2 at worst I am going to lose it it is it is not fair what you've done to I'm us gonna be committed. I'm going to be committed if you can't get 15 touches it's like I, I saw something on the bird early today like it's like it's a lazy like argument to be like there's literally no one else to give the ball to but who else are you getting to hand the ball Ibrahim. to? It is time. It's Mo Ibrahim you, from Minnesota, the undrafted you, gave, you drafted this man 12th overall, and I better get at least 12 touches. Like, I'm going to freak out, man. It is, it is time to unleash the beast that is Jameer Gibbs, man. I, I'll, I'll be sitting on my couch patiently, patiently, until this goes south, and, and then I run So the it. last game that DeMont was out, Jameer Gibbs got eight, 18 good. touches, but against that Falcons rush defense, it's really good. So... Yeah, this is a better matchup. This is a better matchup against Baltimore. Keegan. Uh, yeah, two guys I really, really like in this range this week are actually at the top part of this, but it's Isaiah Pacheco and Brian Robinson. Um, I think Isaiah Pacheco has a wonderful opportunity this week in the matchup against Los Angeles uh, Chargers. Uh, his role is incredible, and this is a game environment that should produce a lot of scoring. You know, he's gotten 10 of the 12 Chiefs carries inside the 10-yard line this season. Great rule. Um, Chargers also have had 12 rushing attempts inside the 5-yard line against them, which is sixth most in the league. He's also had 62% of the snaps over the last three weeks. Um, he's averaging 2.8 receptions per game. And last year, he was averaging about 0.8 receptions per game. So his receiving work is way, way up compared to last year. He ran 39 routes from weeks 4 through 6. And Chiefs are projected for 27 points. You know, that's a lot of points to be had. I definitely think Isaiah Pacheco finds his way into the end zone some way or another. And here's some notable receiving lines from running backs against the Chargers this year. Josh Jacobs went 8 for 81. Tony P went 6 for 80. And Madison even had five catches for 32. You know, that's at the lowest 8 point. Hey, in PPR, that's 8.2 points. dog will hunt, baby. And he dropped that a walk-in touchdown. And he, and he dropped a walk-in touchdown. Oh, jeez. But, um, you know, obviously his receiving role and his, like, just overall role as a rusher, especially from inside the five and just, like, scoring opportunities for Isaiah Pacheco, super stout. And then Brian Robinson is another guy I like this week, and I, like, love that you have him so high in, in your rank this week. It's not that much higher than consensus, but still I, I do think he's, like, a RB1 play this week. Two-point favorites against Giants, who are six worse in fantasy uh, against fantasy running backs on the most running back carries per game against them. Yeah. They're allowing the second most rush yards game per year, almost 150 a game on the ground and third in rushing TDs allowed with nine so far this year. They're also 31st in run stuff rate. And for listeners, that's Jeez. runs that don't result in a first down or touchdown or, or less than four yards on first down or less than three yards on any other down. 
So essentially, Ron Stuffray is telling you that the Giants hardly ever, ever stuff a runner from getting a first down or positive yards on any other down or touchdown. So I love the matchup for both of them. I think Brian and Isaiah Pacheco are great, great starts this week and have an opportunity to put up some pretty healthy fantasy days. Oh, and a player I have in this range and also one out of this range, but they're on the same team. This is actually one of the only running backs that I want to highlight that I'm avoiding is is the Colts. I'm back again, fading more Colts players. Surprise, wow. surprise. Jonathan yeah. Taylor. This is not a good matchup. Not a great one. Cleveland, Cleveland defense has allowed only one running back to reach 11 half PPR points in a single game this year, and it's Christian McCaffrey. But um, he did get Colts hurt implied- in the, at half, so, you know. Maybe just maybe. okay. That that still enforces my point yes. though. He is the only player to surpass that point total. CMC also, is, Colts implied yeah. total is like 18 points this week. Cleveland's only allowed three rushing touchdowns this year. They're also last in the league in yards before contact per attempt. They I stuff mean, everything. rushers aren't getting anywhere. Yeah. They they've only allowed like they've allowed sub 400 rushing yards this year. They're only allowing 79 rush yards a game. And only Ramondre Stevenson hit five receptions in a game against the Cleveland Browns this year. And Samaji, James Cook, both saw four receptions against the Stevens. So touted receivers or running backs with good receiving profiles are not even able to get the receiving work going against Cleveland. They're good against stuffing the run. Jonathan Taylor has a good receiving profile. He's also a great runner. But this is a really bad matchup. And they've also yet to allow a receiving touchdown to running back this year. It's just... Not a good environment. Now, I can't advise you on a six-week like or a six-team yeah, bye to week to not Jake. start Jonathan Taylor. I can't tell you to do that, but I am saying be wary of this matchup. And, you know, I just threw Zach Moss in there as well, too. So he, he's one, just want to point some stuff he's out. one big play away. That's why you can't bench him. He's JT, you know, but it's, it's a tough, it's yeah. a tough matchup. Now that he's at the 50-50 split, too, like I'm curious how much that scale continues to shift. Obviously, game one was like, but he barely touched the ball last week, 50-50. Does that increase to closer to 70-30, or does it stay closer to 50-50? I think that um, kind of determines his ceiling even in a tough matchup. But, yeah, yeah, this is is a fun tier. I I, I was wrong about Pacheco and B-Rob. They're both the lead guys, and I saw more of a committee on both of those teams, and they both proved me wrong. So I had Pacheco last year, and he was pretty mid. He's been he's been better. I don't know if he's His incredible, but he's some, he's yeah. he adds a nice little element to the team. I, I still don't know if he's actually good or not, or if it's just him punishing light Same. boxes. He runs like he's on a stationary wheel. I don't like, like, like he don't like, stole like, like a child who stole a cell phone. He literally he, just, yeah. he, he has everything is wasted movement. You know where you watch Brees Hall and he doesn't. Literally none of it is wasted. Zero. And then you watch Isaiah Pacheco and he's just juking out air, but he's just he, it, the he gets the people going. Um, their offense has been pretty bad too. That's I think weird. like there's probably more meat on that bone too. Like which is like even cooler. You're like, wow, this could get better. Like it's been kind of ugly, but this could get the wide better. receiver so, committee yeah. is garbage. Okay, um, moving oh, moving oh. on here. The running backs twenty through thirty. I've got Javante Williams here at twenty one. Kareem Hunt at twenty two. I've got Christian McCaffrey here at twenty three. Obviously, if CMC plays, he is moving up. But just having here. Hanging tight. He's hanging tight here in 23. Uh, 24, I've got Jalen Warren. 25, Najee Harris. 26, Zach Moss. 27, Deontay Foreman. I have Dante, Deontay. Mr. Foreman of the Chicago Bears. Deontay uh, Foreman. I have Jaleel McLaughlin at 28. 
Elijah Mitchell at 29, Justice Hill 30. Just how we wrote it up, boys, uh, heading into the year. Okay, so uh, running back 21, <laughs> just so we wrote it up, Jaleel Justice. Um, it sounds like uh, I don't even know. Those are unreal names. Okay, so Javante Williams at 21. He's the lead back in a three-headed committee. This is a bad run defense, so the matchup gives him an upgrade. I don't really want to roll him out there, but again, in a bye week, you're probably playing Javante. Uh, Kareem Hunt at 22. Wednesday DMP. Did he practice today? I don't know. He's got a thigh contusion. I expect a 40-60 split with Jerome Ford. He looked great against San Francisco. I was shocked. He looked big, hard to tackle. Um, he, he looked... I was blown away with how good Kareem Hunt was. Uh, we have a matchup upgrade here against a Grover Stewartless Colts rush defense. Uh, Christian McCaffrey again would be RB one. The status is unknown. Jalen Warren has outscored Najee Harris in PPR in every single game this season. It's basically a fifty. Can you say that one more time? I just want you to say every it one more single time for all game. the listeners who got mad at me every who trashed the, the Steelers. Jalen Warren has outscored Najee Harris in every single game in PPR. Uh, it's basically like a 50-50 split. But what's crazy, and I have Najee at twenty-five and Warren at twenty-four. Najee's been fine. If you look at all his underlying metrics this year, his explosive run rate is up. His missed tackles force per attempt is up. He looks fine. He he's just kind of like a huge slow back, but he has a he has like a role in that offense. But it makes more sense if these two split touches. Like his efficiency metrics are honestly like a little bit better than Warren, but Warren's really good as a wide receiver. I think Najee's more of a touchdown dependent play in a tougher matchup and a fifty fifty timeshare. So I'm at twenty five. Zach Moss twenty six borderline RB one usage even with Jonathan Taylor back in the fold. But I'm expecting a 50-50 split against the best rush defense in the league. I'd start someone else. Uh, Deontay Foreman, I've got him four spots ahead of expected I mean, expert consensus rankings. If Johnson remains in concussion protocol, um, Deontay is going to start and see the bulk of the touches. We might see some Darrington Evans um, <laughs> run like we did last week. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Ty- Tyson Badgett and Darrington Evans. Aiden, this is not what you signed up for. Uh, Vegas has been pretty good against the run. He would split touches with Johnson. I don't know. He's TD dependent. McLaughlin's looked really good. He was the lead in the backfield and snaps, routes, and targets with Javante back in week 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 six. It's a plus matchup against a bad Green Bay run defense. Can we just phase out P. Ryan? Because it would just make more sense if it was McLaughlin and Javante moving forward. At 29... I've got Elijah Mitchell eight spots ahead of expected consen- expert consensus rankings. I got to get that right. It's not expected, Sean. Uh, I project a 60 40 split between Mitchell and Mason if CMC doesn't go. Expect Mitchell to get even like eight plus carries, even if CMC plays. And then a Justice Hill. Edwards is the lead back, but he's been more efficient on a touch per touch basis. So I think he could jump Edwards this week if he's involved in the pass game. But this is a brutal matchup against Detroit. So. That's it. That's a poo-poo platter of uh, 21 through 30. <laughs> Any? Do we want to skip to the next tier? Do we have any thoughts here? Yeah, I'm down to skip to the next tier, but I did have two questions for you yeah. guys. This is just like thought exercises. If you yeah. were down bad, this is my first one. If you were down bad and you needed an RB start of the committees right now, let's assume CMC doesn't play. Who do you play, Jordan Mason or Elijah Mitchell? Mitchell. In the SF scenario. Mitchell. 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 Okay. That's good to know. I mean, Jordan Mason did look pretty good. I got to give yeah, him some credit. He, he did, did play I, well with his touches. I really like um, JP Mason. That's his nickname. I, I'm a big fan. However, nice. I just think Mitchell Mitchell's earned so much trust. I, don't, I feel like he's just going to get the nod as the starter if he's healthy. 
But again, I think that's that's he's going to get six and carries, the other one, and he's going to go for thirty-five yards, and then he's going to get subbed out, and we're going to get a report from Pam Oliver, and Pam's going to be like, Elijah Mitchell, guys, Niners aren't playing this game without him. He's out, knee injury. That's literally every single game Elijah Mitchell's played in the past like eight eight weeks, ten weeks. That's fun. Yeah, it's great. Now the other thought exercise is rest of season and this week. You could probably get them both on waivers right now. So if you were advising a listener of the mean team, the Ravens, who do you huh? want rest of the season, Justice Hill or Gus Edwards? PPR. <laughs> Gus. I want to say my same yes. answer I did to tight ends on waiver, but I won't. So I'm going to pick, and I will go with um, – I'll go – yeah, I'll go with Gus. I don't, think it, I don't think it matters, though. Like, I don't think either one of you – is. I don't think either guy is giving you any significant contribution. So I, my answer would be look elsewhere. Look elsewhere. <laughs> Fair enough. Just want to go through the exercise. Like, you know, those committee questions are such a huge thing to sift through. Ed- like, I honestly typically like Hill more than Edwards just because what he can do with the ball seems a bit more explosive. But yeah. I like just saying Gus Bus, too. I like the nickname. It's like the Gus Bus has left the station every time he picks up like four yards. Yeah, but like this man, Justice Hill, looks really good. Then he fumbles on a screen pass. And you're like, brother, why did you get us offense off the field? They run eight drives a game because they run so slow. This is I'm a Lamar owner it, lamenting here. Stop fumbling. This Baltimore. tier's about to get special. Um, this tier's about to get special. I think I might just rip this off. I, this is the sicko tier. Just yep. do them all. Yeah, just um, do them all. Get through the last of them. Again, my answer, Gus Edwards, if the Ravens are projected to win big, Justice Hill, if it's like a pick em or they're projected to lose. Okay, so I have Gus Edwards here at running back 31, A.J. Dillon at 32, Zach Evans makes an appearance here for the Rams at 33. Let's Ke- go. Keontae Ingram at 34. <laughs> Latavius Murray at 35, Tyler Algier at 36, Jeff Wilson Jr., if you're still following along at home, 37, Jordan Mason, 38, Ezekiel Elliott, 39, 40, Jarek McKinnon, 41, Craig Reynolds, 42, Daryl Henderson Jr., Antonio Gibson at 43, and Zach Charbonnet at 44, and then Imari Demercado at 45. So this is, again, the sicko tier here, fellas. Gus Edwards, again, he's the 1A, but this defense they're going up against in the Lions has been pretty much the stingiest defense to running backs this year. I would uh, I would leave him on the bench. A.J. Dillon, he's going to see his usual 5 to 10 touches. He's going to see his usual 3 yards per carry. But this is a plus matchup against a bad Denver defense. He's not been good this year, but he's TD dependent. You could be in a worse spot. Zach Evans, so I'm actually minus five spots on Zach Evans against DCR. He's probably going to get the first crack at the job, but this kind of, you know, this kind of smells like Amari Demercado. I think he's not going to be very good in pass pro, and I think McVay is going to ride with people he trusts. I spent more time thinking about Keontae Ingram today than I think I should have ever done in my entire life. So he's second in snaps to Demercado, but he was first in touches and expected fantasy points. He's the lead back in a three-headed backfield. And most likely a negative game script. This is a good matchup against a beatable Seattle front. But Ingram is my preferred option for the Cardinals this week. Latavius Murray, 1B. Could get some goal line work. You're, you know, your fingers crossed he stumbles in the end zone to get you to like 11 fantasy points. Tyler Algier, it's the same deal. TD dependent desperation flex play. Jeff Wilson, I think he gets like five to eight touches. Don't start Jeff Wilson. Jordan Mason's interesting. So if Jordan Mason, if CMC does not play Jordan Mason, I think he'll get 40% of the touches. They might ride the hot hand. You could move him up to like 
32, potentially, with Elijah Mitchell being a borderline RB2. I have Zeke here at 39. Uh, it's the, more of the same shit, guys. TD dependent, 1B option to Ramondre Stevenson. I've uh, I've got Jarek McKinnon here at 40. So this one's interesting. He's not been very involved in the offense on a per-snap basis, but he's still demanded close to an 8% target rate. LAC, the Chargers have given up the fourth most receiving yards to running backs this season. Keegan already hit on it. It's a risky dart throw, but, you know, eh. Craig Reynolds, 41 minus five against expert consensus rankings. Uh, expect him to have a role if he's healthy enough to practice this week. He's kind of a mystery. The last time we projected him to have a decent role, he literally got like three touches, and Jameer Gibbs took the lion, uh, lion's share of the touches. Uh, Daryl Henderson, I have him up 31 spots out of all running backs and wide receivers I ranked this week. He is the highest mover, um, and that shows you something when you're at 42 and you move 31 spots. Uh, he knows the system. And he has Sean McVay's trust in all situations. He's probably a dust ball, but he's a dust ball that McVay likes nonetheless. And then last but not least, Antonio Gibson, Zach Charbonnet, and Amari Demarcado. Uh, Antonio Gibson, if you play him this week, straight to jail right away. Uh, Zach Charbonnet, he's an afterthought in this point, but maybe, you know, this game gets out of hand and he hasn't practiced this week. I don't know. Don't play Zach Charbonnet. And then Amari Demarcado, he ran the most routes of any RB on the Cardinals, and he was the lead back in terms of snaps. He would need to see a good chunk of volume in the past game to be playable, but the game script, it may allow it, boys. So that's it. That's your DeGen uh, final list here. Any thoughts before we jump on this uh, poo-poo platter of uh, just uh, disgusting running backs? I guess Zach Evans. A lot of people are starting Zach Evans. Zach Evans. And I'm, I'm pretty low. I'm pretty low on this. Uh, on I almost had to rank the, Royce uh, Freeman, and I didn't want to do it. It was cool before they made all the running back moves. wasn't a good um, sign. It, it was looking like my best ball bag was in good hands. Um, but then we decided that, no, it's a nightmare there. I also want to flag All this out. talk, it's just going to be Miles Gaskin that takes the No, lead he's the worst one. If he gets meaningful touches, we Bro, might put him in jail for the first time. He couldn't even get touches um, in Minnesota. In front of Alexander Madison, dude. There's, there's, and that that's how fantasy works, and that baby. That's how fantasy good. works. I also just want to say Everything AJ Dillon's want to days are numbered. They just signed James Robinson. Do you know how bad you got to be as the backup running back for them to be like James Robinson after like multiple career-ending injuries might be better than you. So AJ Dillon, your days are numbered, pal. <laughs> you said that like you've got a vendetta against him, dude. <laughs> All he wants to do is play his farm simulator and then joke himself, dude. Let him be. Well, that whatever. was insane. Yeah. The farm, the farm shit was nuts. Um, At like midnight, no, I've, I've got no thoughts. No thoughts. I've got no thoughts in this ranking. These are um, just get ready for the if, if you start Zach Evans this week and it works out for you, please drop a comment. Send us a screenshot. Please drop a comment. I want to see. Yeah, I'm. I, I lost all my bids for him, and I woke up in a cold sweat. I couldn't believe it. It just reeks of like seven carries for thirty-eight yards, maybe three catches for and fourteen yards. That's it. Maybe one like touchdown. Eight fantasy and points. one touchdown. I just, yeah. I think that Daryl Henderson is going to get way more touches. All this talk has just re reaffirmed my point from our wide receiver wide episode receivers. that we did wide that receivers. Puka and Cooper Cup are smash plays this weekend. Feels pretty good. But that'll do it. Feels good. That'll do it. Episode 100 was a quick one, fellas. Uh, Anything to drop to the mean team before we jump? 
100 episodes is so cool, Sean. It's a so lot. Cool. I just want to give you a big round of applause. And for the listeners that don't know, Sean does a lot of work to make this He's a what star. it is. So no, stop it. If you enjoy Regression and Mean and you like our content and you enjoy supporting us, like, make sure you say thank you to Sean. Just give Sean a quick thank you, Sean, in the comments. Or say fuck you, and Sean. Let know you appreciate him. Uh, Keep Zach interacting. Evans Keep is interacting. The top 10 play this week. Gobble my gooch. Maybe they'll say that too. <laughs> That'll be my burner that YouTube. Too. Yeah, that'll that'll be, that'll my burner be, YouTube account. Uh, this is the last episode I ever record. I tragically die, and the last thing I say on it is "gobble my gooch." Don't say that. Oh, that's why Gibbs doesn't words. get ten touches. <laughs> Only if Gibbs doesn't get ten touches. Do um, die. Seriously, this is a great weekend to say, "Hey, babe, I love you. Let's go do something on Sunday, and then have a go nice, the pumpkin have a nice day, the and then patch. make sure you're back by five p.m. And then you get to rip it. A fantastic Sunday night game. You got Al. And I'm sorry, you got Chris, you got Mike Tirico, you got the Dolphins, you, you got, got the Eagles. Carrie. Yeah, you got Kerry. Now oh, here's a guy. Now here's a guy. Here's it's a it's guy. gonna be uh it's gonna be unbelievable. But uh, thank you everybody for tuning in and uh, until next time.